0: Hi and welcome to the Rove podcast. I'm your host Anna Roberts and I'm really excited to be joined by Madiha Naz next to me. Good morning. Morning. Now you are better known as Madi. Uh, You are a professional esports player. I have to admit as somebody who doesn't get out very much um, and somebody who isn't involved in gaming, tell me exactly what it is that you do.
1: So basically, I am a professional gamer. I am signed to an esports organization called Galaxy Racer, mm. which is also uh, locally based. Uh, their headquarters, at least. It's a global company, but their headquarters are based here. And yeah, we have a team, a full
0: female team, and we represent the Middle Eastern region in tournaments. Okay, incredible. Are there particular games that you play with this? I mean, I only know <laughs> a few off the top of my head, and a lot of them are quite intense. And I, I've kind of seen little bits and pieces of what esport games look like. Take me through kind of what it is from your perspective.
1: So I think it's very similar to like traditional sports. Mm -hmm. People usually only have like one game that or one sport that they uh, lean towards. But obviously there are uh, exceptions where you change sometimes
0: later down the line. Uh, I am strictly only League of Legends. Okay. Uh, And yeah. (laughs) And what is League of Legends? It allows you to create a character. It's a MOBA
1: game that uh, is a 5v5 game. So you have five players playing against five different players. Yeah. And it's all about teamwork, communication, also individual skill. Okay, Oh, fantastic.
0: Okay. So this is kind of really changing my perspective, my approach to what I know or understand what esports is. And I'm sure it is for a lot of people listening to this at the moment. Take me back then to your early days. How did you first start getting into esports? So I got into gaming, not
1: Mm esports. I got into gaming when I was a really young girl. I used to watch my brother and my sister play. I'm the youngest of five, surprisingly five in my family as well, five in my team as well. But I'm the youngest of five, and I used to watch them game. And uh, that's that was my introduction into gaming. And then fast forward uh, to 2019, there was a major tournament called Girl Gamer coming to Dubai, the world finals. And Galaxy Racer was the local organizer of it. And uh, my sister, who's a journalist here, was actually attending the press conference. Mm-hmm. And I remember I had just quit my full-time job, and I was trying to get into streaming. And uh, I was doing freelance jobs, as any uh, you know, young person does here in Dubai. And my sister sends me this press release, and it's the Girl Gamer World Finals. And she had no idea. She was very unaware of uh, what worlds it was. She was into gaming, but unaware about worlds. And I was like, no way. This was the entryway ticket for me to compete. I had no idea that it could be a profession or a career. Mm -hmm. I was just so desperate for like female competition because I never knew it existed. So that was basically how uh, I got introduced to the idea of esports later Galaxy Racer and Girl Gamer kind of helped me form a team. Mm-hmm. And it was the first ever all-female Middle Eastern eSports team. Wow. And we were going to debut at the Girl Gamer, the Finals, And we did in 2020. Mm-hmm. And that is how my journey started. And until the tournament was finished, I actually had a conversation with the CEO of Galaxy Racer, Paul. And he introduced to me that my career was now going to be of a professional gamer. Wow. I had no idea, it, 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 like, you could make money off of
0: it. Wow, that as is As a incredible. full-time job, yeah. And and not only that as well, but I believe you were the captain of the first all-female team as well. Yes. Take me through what that was like as well, leading um, this kind of new frontier. I think I was very
1: lucky to have be a, been put in this situation because uh, it really makes you understand the confidence confidence that you have that you sometimes might not even realize that you have. Mm-hmm. And being put in this situation, I was just like, "This is what I want to do." Like I was so hungry for competition back then, more than now, because it was uh, so fresh and something I never knew existed. Yeah. So being captain of it of, of the team back then, uh, it was exciting. I, I discovered traits about myself that I didn't know I had. Mm-hmm.
0: And equally discovering that about yourself has probably led to a lot of interesting responses and maybe misconceptions from other people in the last three years since you've turned this into a professional you know, career for yourself. What have been some of those stereotypes or misconceptions that you've come across?
1: Um, I think the major one would be there's no need for a female team. Like mm-hmm. Females and males shouldn't be separated. Okay. And I, I agree. I agree they shouldn't, but as of now, there is a skill gap. You know, uh, gaming has always been a male dominated uh, space. Mm -hmm. And with all female tournaments, it's providing a safe space for females to come and compete and, you know, grow their skill level, get some competitive experience. And this is the main purpose of it. I mean, Girl Gamer, uh, the tournament, I think what they do is fantastic because. It's really providing everything that I said to females and, you know, maybe in like five, ten years or not, maybe less. I don't know the time frame it will be, but maybe uh, in a few years we'll see females playing in uh, male dominated teams as Mm -hmm. well. That's the whole plan. But I think the main challenge that I faced was the criticism of being a female in gaming. Sadly, I hate saying this. It's so cliche, but it needs to be spoken about
0: over and over again till it's no longer an issue. Absolutely. Well, at least we've got a platform like this and hopefully changing some of those stereotypes as well. Absolutely. So take me through then what a typical day looks like when you prepare, prepare for these, you know, esports challenges and competitions um you've just come back from uh something in bahrain and that was a full full full-on week by the sounds of what you've said but take me through what a typical day or preparation looks like
1: so uh it was the girl gamer bahrain finals i'm so happy that you know it happened for the second time in the middle east and my team got to represent the region there as well before the tournament started we actually uh had a pretty intense online training schedule where we would individually play a lot of solo queue games. Mm-hmm. Solo queue is basically when you get into the game by yourself and not as a team. You you're paired with other random people basically okay. online, and we had a lot of team practices as well, where uh, you know our coach would be present and uh, all five girls would be present, and we'd be playing against another let's say esports roster. Mm-hmm. And uh, we do that quite a bit, I think almost every day, sometimes twice a day. And these practice
0: sessions take about three to four hours. Wow. Individually. Gosh, (laughs) it's a lot of time staring at a screen and being in one place. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But I think Galaxy Racer has done well. They've put in laws where, laws, (laughs) I make it sound so strict. They've put in rules where, like any other job you have clauses you know uh, where you know you need to uh, take rest between each game our mm-hmm. coach is very wonderful as well after every game go take a five minute walk get up get off your PC don't stare at the screen yeah you know those things are very important and I think being in this industry for like,
0: Three years now, your mental health is number one. Uh-huh. That comes number one. So let me build on that then. You know, you spoke a little bit about that aspect of confidence and communication, teamwork, and and really working together, um, as well as that ba- balance with mental health. What are some of the skill sets that really make somebody excel in the domain that you're in? Ooh, I think, first of all,
1: it's purely talent just like traditional sports as well talent or hard work Mm -hmm. like i love giving the comparison between messi and ronaldo Mm -hmm. ronaldo like you know i'm not gonna say which is which but one is like uh nurture versus natural (laughs) i guess like one is natural talent and then one worked really hard to get to where he is and that comes to esports as well you can have uh, naturally gifted hands or uh a naturally gifted brain and you're just really good at the game. Or you can play a lot, study a lot, study what the game is about and uh, get to that level as well. So I think it's really um, recognizing what you're good at and working more on it.
0: It's very hard because I play the game so I know what I'm thinking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you also do a lot of these competitions in front of an audience on stage, quite different than if you're just playing on your own at home without anybody else you know, in, in the background with you. It can cause probably a lot of um, mental health concerns like you mentioned or anxiety as well. How do you deal or how do you advise your teammates to deal with these types of, of, of mental health issues? Well, first of
1: all, I believe that mental health issues come in any industry. Mm-hmm. Like I've worked a full nine to five job and I've realized, you know, maybe the uh, mental health needs to be more spoken about in any organization, not just esports, but when it comes to esports, because I started my career in the time of COVID. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people were really going through it <laughs> in those times and, um, The way my team really deals with it is if there is an issue at hand, we openly talk about it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, criticism is something that must be given in all industries, including esports and esports teams. So we just openly talk about it. We discuss if anything is wrong. Galaxy Racer did provide. We used to have a mental coach for a bit Mm -hmm. uh, because it's not easy. You know, you're working so closely with a group of Five girls what could go wrong <laughs> no, I'm kidding I'm kidding but no um, I think it's pretty similar to any other industry to okay. be honest I, I just think eSports is more spoken about because it's so new and we're in
0: yeah. the we're in this era where mental health is spoken about. Mm. So I think it's a really good thing. Fabulous. Mm-hmm. And with all of that optimism that you have, what are you looking forward to most in the coming year? You've represented the Middle East and also the UAE. Um, you know, what, what have we got coming up? Is there anything that you can share with us? Oh,
1: well, esports tournaments don't get announced till like a very short time beforehand. Okay. So, as of now, I am chilling because I just came back. I was in Riyadh and then I was in Bahrain all in the span of nine days. Wow. So I am chilling for the next
0: couple of days. That's what I see. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, so just a short, short-sighted short focus on that mental health and just relaxing what you yeah. can. and Ramadan is coming. Absolutely. So Ramadan yeah. Mubarak. <laughs> yes, and, um, and I'm sure that during the holy month as well, we'll have the chance to reflect and have that renewed energy for the rest of the year. Um, what is it like representing the Middle East and, and representing the UAE? Do people ask you interesting questions? Um, is it something that is really kind of catching on among female gamers here in the region so I'm actually Pakistani I'm okay. not even Middle Eastern okay
1: so I was born in Abu Dhabi uh-huh. and then I was raised all my
0: life in Dubai okay and I don't know any other thing okay. Like but I never lived in Pakistan very so. very similar story to myself I'm from New Zealand moved here at the age of seven and we both call the UAE home
1: yeah, yeah and this is the case for many others yeah. so having the opportunity to represent. Uh, this country and this region, it honestly, I feel so accepted Mm -hmm. and I feel so happy that I'm able to do so Mm -hmm. and I'm able to show talent that is locally Supported from here, yes, and uh, it just makes me so happy. Whenever I play in tournaments, I get all these messages on social media that we're so happy you're representing us. Yeah, and I think it's more emotional than
0: anything that you know you feel that level of acceptance. Mm, mm, absolutely, and that talent has been recognized. You were awarded a golden visa to stay here in the UAE.
1: Yes, it was uh, pretty, pretty emotional. It was mm. so sad because. It wasn't so sad. It was so good that it was sad for me. I felt sad inside. Happy tears. Mm -hmm. Did I say that right? Okay. Yeah, happy tears. Uh, Yeah, I got a phone call one day from the Prime Minister's office. Mm -hmm. And they were like, you know, you've been nominated for a Golden Visa for gaming. And the whole procedure took like, I think, a month of everything until I submitted the documents they needed. I submitted my passport and then I got my stamp and uh, I felt it was amazing. I can't put it into words. I usually have a lot of words for everything, but I'm speechless (laughs) when it comes to this. I just feel like the country has supported me with everything I ever needed. I remember meeting Sheikh Mohammed Mm -hmm. um, the first month of me getting into pro play And that was amazing as well. I feel like the country has just
0: supported me. Oh, just incredible. It's wonderful that you've had that kind of support. And uh, just finally as well, I want to squeeze in one last question before we wrap up, which is about being represented in the Forbes 30 Under 30 list, which happened last year. Was that also quite a surprise for you as well? Yeah, I'm so happy that it happened. I'm so happy I'm not thirty yet.
1: <laughs> but like, uh, that was amazing. The whole experience was really nice as well. Uh, I was honored that I was the first person from the Middle East in the esports category mm-hmm. as well. A lot of firsts were broken, and no, they the whole team at Forbes were so sweet, and they were so interested in the whole esports experience. And many people are. And that makes me happy with what I do because then that gets the word of eSports out as well. So, yeah.
0: Oh, just incredible. You've definitely opened my eyes into um, a domain that I had no idea about. It's something that I'm more intrigued and I think I view with um, definitely a lens of respect um, with everything that you put into all of your success so far. And like you say, it is a real career. It is a real profession um, and something that hopefully other people will learn a little bit about today with our conversation. So thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it.